Hello and welcome to Jumpcast, the podcast brought to you by the award-winning team at Jumpcut Online. I'm your host, Reese, and I am here today to talk about all things Disney. Um, on Thursday this week, if you were on the internet at any point, I'm sure you saw it exploded somewhat on Thursday, um, kind of with lots of announcements about upcoming feature films and TV series and streaming and cinemas, and it was just a lot to take in. Um, I know our group chat was particularly popping off on that evening. Um, so we're here to kind of break it down for you and try to make it as easy to kind of consume as possible. Hopefully make kind of some ideas of what is going to happen in the next few years with Disney. Make it a bit clearer in your minds, I suppose. Um, so joining me today, I've got two Jumpcast Now regulars. Um, first off, I've got Tom. Hello, Tom. Hello, hello. How are we doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm still I'm still trying to take it all in from Thursday. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Yeah, it was it was mad, and I didn't even watch the actual event. I just saw the Twitter feed, and it was complete madness. Oh, um, yeah. I, I was I was doing jump cuts Twitter at the same time, and just the, <laughs> just trying to type everything while processing it at the same time was a bit <laughs> mad. But yeah, I can't even imagine what it must have been like <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, and joining us as well is he was on our previous episode. It is Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello. How are you? you're right. Yes, good. Thanks. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm also still. <laughs> My brain's hurting from Thursday night, Friday morning. <laughs> just yeah, it so was... much stuff, so much. There is. Like I was telling you just before recording that I was making my notes just for the episode, just to kind yeah. of make sure it's all clear in my mind what's been announced. And it's just relentless. It really like, is. Just listing the things has me over two pages on my Word document. Yeah, not so surprised. <laughs> that's, um, that's a good thing to get ready for. So... Um, the three kind of main things that we're going to talk about today are nice and kind of easy organized into Marvel section, the Star Wars section, and the all other things Disney section. Um, and I thought we would start with Marvel today, just because that was the most kind of known entity that we had going into the kind of day. Lots of these things, they were already announced previously, but we were just given some more details about them. So, for example, we saw trailers for Falcon and Soldier. One Division, Loki, a cool little sizzle reel for Miss Marvel, and you also got a trailer for What If, a new animated series from them as well. Um, I'll start with you then, Chris. As you said, you've just seen them, um, these trailers. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, I watched, uh, I watched all of them yesterday. Uh, did any trailer stick out for you? Was there anyone um, that you think that looks like the most interesting to me? I was already kind of hooked by the various, you know, the weirdness of One Division, you know, the whole sitcom uh dr strangey vibe so that that mm-hmm. sold me before the new trailer loki I'm, I'm hooked on you know the castings are interesting owen wilson with his kind of howard starkey look i'm all for <laughs> yeah. it i'm all for it um and just the vibe it kind of looks uh, espionage um it looks like it might have some cameos from some of the movie characters which was not expected mm-hmm. uh, perhaps different actors playing them because obviously it's just like alternate alternate reality yeah it, yeah. it, it just looks like an unknown entity really um and obviously, there's potential for it to link to the movies in in some way, uh, with Love and Thunder coming out. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. And it's really Tom Hiddleston's chance to to shine in the role again, because he's not played the role for what four years by the time properly by the time this comes out. I know he cameoed in yeah. Endgame and Infinity War, but you know Ragnarok, <laughs> Ragnarok was a little while ago now. Yeah, it was, and he, yeah, his cameos in those two were very short lived. Yeah, he probably um, has two minutes screen time combined between the two. So, so yeah, um, yeah um, so it's good for him to get another crack at it. Yeah, and I think that Loki trailer for me was actually probably the one that surprised me the most because I know that around kind of the Marvel Cinematic Universe fans, Loki has this kind of um, sit place in their pantheon of one of their best ever villains, I guess, apart from Thanos. He's probably everyone's favourite villain because he was so kind of well fleshed out as a character. But I've never been that keen on him. I never thought he was that interesting, but this trailer has given him a bit of a new edge and a new vibe that I'm quite enjoying. Hmm. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Tom, what about you? Did, which of those trailers did you enjoy the most, or which one stuck out for you? Um, I think I think still one division for me. Um, hmm. I've so it's so intrigued by what Marvel have cooked up with with that show, um, and obviously when we got the first trailer. Everyone was still pretty much none the wiser what the hell is going to happen, and and even this new trailer, I still don't understand it. But <laughs> I, I'm so excited for it um, because I just I love I love Wanda as a character, 
and I can't wait for him to explore her her powers and and you know what what it, I'm I'm so intrigued about what is actually happening for her to build this sort of reality for herself um, mm. and and bring Vision back and all this like and then obviously it's all going to tie into um, the Doctor Strange sequel which is then going to tie you know it's going to change the next phase of Marvel um, mm-hmm. so it's yeah I think it's still that's that was still my favorite from yesterday but I completely agree with Loki it I wasn't really wasn't really sure what to expect with that um, and yeah it just looks like a lot of fun it looks like mm. like I say Hiddleston is a, is great in the role and I, I, it'll be great for him to get you know more screen time and, and to see him fully fully go Loki and, um, and <laughs> see what, what see what um, mischief he can he can cause yeah and I think you you mentioned it there about um, Doctor Strange I saw in the tweet they announced about Doctor Strange that that film will tie into WandaVision and the next Spider-Man film Yes. Which I think was a bit of a subtle tease there of what is to come because if you've been anywhere, the Spider Man has been popping off on Twitter recently. Um, <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see where WandaVision goes because I think WandaVision, like you said, is going to set up the next phase really quite dramatically. Um, and I get the impression that phase four, I think when we get into it, yeah. is going to be the most wacky of marvel series <laughs> yeah yeah definitely <laughs> i just don't know what it's going to be like because we also got announced um the other day that we had ant-man and the wasp 3 yes it's called quantumania and i wonder if that will tie into wandavision as well well i wouldn't be surprised because, because of the way the, the, co- the detective Quantum from ant-man Man is is in wandavision um, I can't remember the character's oh. name, but you know the guy who does the card tricks, who's chasing Lang in Ant Man and the Wasp. He's in the trailer. Oh. He's in oh, the tra- he he's in the trailer for Wandavision, and I knew he'd been cast, oh. but I'd forgotten about it till I saw the trailer. So I'm thinking oh. there might be a slight overlap there, and there's rumours of Michael Douglas cameoing in it as well, but I don't know if they're unsubstantiated or if that's just rubbish. But oh, that's interesting. I wouldn't bet against him making an appearance in Wandavision at some point. How mental is it that we got all that information on Thursday and I'm still learning new things? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, no, exactly. Um, yeah, I just think the next phase is going to be interesting because of the way they're trying to now bring forward all these different TV series rather than just having these films, which is potentially going to make things a bit overwhelming. Um, so, you know, you've got to watch all these new series. For example... We've got the new Hawkeye show, which is going to be starring Hayley Steinfeld, which I'm very excited about. Um, you've got the new She-Hulk, starring Tatiana Maslany, that was officially announced, with the return of Tim Roth as the Abomination. You've got Secret Invasion with Samuel Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, that one. Armor Wars, Iron Heart, Guardians of the Galaxy has got Holiday Special and an Iron Group short series, and this is just so much. <laughs> yeah. Surprised how many of the original actors are sticking around because I thought Ruffalo mm. and Cheadle would kind of be, and Renner to an extent, would all be phased out, but they're all still, and Samuel L. Jackson, they're all still there, front and center. Well, I would potentially argue that um, a Hawkeye might be setting up oh, yeah. you know, I, Kate that, Bishop to replace him. Yeah. I think that would be, make, make the most sense. And then I guess She Hulk would set up Maslani replacing Ruffalo as the new Hulk in the Avengers, potentially. So yeah, grad- just... gradual phasing out. Yeah. But then you've also got quite... I think Miss Marvel looked very interesting. Because yep. she's obviously a brand new character ready for the Marvel comic book canon in the last... Like, she's, what, she debuted about five years ago? Six years ago? Something like that? Um, so she's only just kind of arrived at the scene and she's already been a massive success. And she's been announced to appear in Captain Marvel 2. Um, and yeah. so that's got other complications are tied to it because there's a character from one division appearing in Captain Marvel 2 as well and it's just yeah oh yeah it's I think one ad- division is the key um, adult rambo isn't it in one division yes yeah that's, yes. The, yes. that's yeah. the character who says who are you and she's like i don't, I don't mm-hmm. know yeah one at the doorway isn't it in the yeah trailer? i think i think that's her yeah 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 it is yeah it's just this all sort of sick in so any kind of comic book nerds out there you have got a whale of a time ahead of you just trying to <laughs> kind of dive into exactly it, what's going on even more as well i bet because of moon knight as well wasn't that officially announced with, yeah with oscar um, they had kind of like i think they announced it already but it was officially 
confirmed. Um, yeah. Trying to think if there was anything else. There was well, there was um, Christian Bell was officially announced. Yes, as that's exciting. Thor the God Butcher in Thor: Love and Thunder, which I think is going to be very fun. Um, and they also the big one, that I was very excited about, was to finish off the show. Kevin Feige and his baseball cap announced that they're going to reboot the oh, Fantastic yes, yes. Four. Of course. Directed by John Watts off of Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home. And for me, that was the big one that I was really chuffed about. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I like the first two um, Fantastic Four films anyway, with Joan Griffith and Jessica Alba and stuff. I think they're both quite underrated and quite harshly, harshly treated. Um, but the newer reboot by Josh Trank was safe to say, shite. Um, (laughs) so i'm really hoping that they that with actual marvel and the control of it it can be something yeah Um, and uh, um do you think having uh what's involved means there might be some link to uh his spidey side of things well on that note i do remember i think at the end of far from home um when spidey is finally flying through flying through uh, swinging through new york city Mm-hmm. There is a shot behind him at a point where you see kind of this bi- these billboards that say one two three four, Ooh. and it says, "Ah, oh, we'll see you at number four. See you next time." And the four looks like the Fantastic Four number four. So I think oh, that oh, might be cool. a little that's cool a little tease. Yeah, I've not if, seen that. Yeah, that's if you look. I think that's online somewhere. I'm sure it is. I'll rewatch. Um, I'll rewatch it to spot that. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's very cool. But yeah, there was. A lot of Marvel things, and I think starting with One Division, that is going to kick off, like you said, Tom, just a very interesting year for Marvel. Um, but on that note, do you reckon this might be a bit too much Marvel? Um, I think I think it, it probably sounds like I mean this is going to be over the next few years. Into this is this is not yeah. like it's all going to come out next year kind of thing. It's no. you know it's, they were just announcing what they what's what's what they're working on. So I think. It does sound like a lot for now, but you know it. It could be it could be like two three years until we like see the likes of Moon uh, Moon Knight or something. I never said Moonlight. Yeah. Moon Knight. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I think it, it there is going to be a lot coming out, in, especially like this. Year. Was this year the first year we haven't had anything Marvel released for about it? because ten Black Widow yeah. because Black Widow got delayed. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think. I I don't think it'll be too much. I think I think it'll be handled handled properly. Um, and I think because the properties are so different as well. I mean, we've got one division coming in in January, which just you know, obviously paying homage to all all the old comedies and and on old TV shows. But then you've got like the likes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which they've said is like a six hour a six hour movie essentially. And the you know the, watching that trailer, it, it definitely feels like that. Like the production value on that just looks insane. Mm. It, it does look like a like a full blown film. So yeah. I think because they, they vary the content in such a way, I don't I don't think um, we'll we'll get bored of it. I don't think see that happening. I hope not. I do wonder though if it's going to be a situation where starting with one division, let's say that goes for let's say eight episodes, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Will that then be eight weeks? That finishes. Bam. Falcon Winter Soldier. Eight weeks or six weeks. Bam. Loki. Bam. Yeah, you know, is it going to be just endless Marvel every week? It seems like there's a lot between January and May. And then about yeah. just just reading Miss Marvel and Hawkeye and New Hawkeye are both slated for 2021 as well. So that's. Oh really? I mean, obviously, COVID could delay some of that. I don't know, and they might mm-hmm. decide it's too much and bump some back to 2022. Um. But that's a lot. Like they've they've obviously been filming Hawkeye for a couple of weeks now, at mm. least. So I can see that airing next year. That would be interesting. And what if uh, is next year as well? I think. I think it is. Yeah. So yeah. That's potentially six shows next year: five live action, one animated. It's a lot. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Plus <laughs> and what... two, four movies next year, I think as well. So that's well, ten. Black Widow. Ten bits of Marvel content next year, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. It's too much. Well, I it's think... not. I know it's not their fault we would have obviously had it spread over this year and next year yeah so exactly. so it, it's just the way it's fallen um and they're playing catch-up so they didn't obviously mean for there to be quite so much that close together mm. um, i just I, I think as long as it all does maintain the kind of the marvel seal of quality because generally speaking a marvel a marvel property is always at least good yeah you know since like what i, I think iron man 2 came out i have never not enjoyed a marvel film so 
that's a pretty good kind of batting average as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, they've, they've all speak... been at least, you know, decent since then, haven't yeah, they? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of things looking like um, movies, I like that in that Falcon Winter Soldier trailer, there was that really cool kind of um, flying sequence with the Falcon when he was getting shot at and the mountains blowing up and stuff. I thought that looked wicked. Yeah. Um, Star Wars is also going to hit us hard in the next couple <sighs> of years. Um, you know, are hot off the the, thank you, uh, the Mandalorian looking all cinematic and lovely and cool. Um, we've got all sorts of new Star Wars series coming out as well, and a couple of films to look forward to as well. Mm. Um, so I think the first one to kind of really dive into was the very exciting announcement that there is going to be a Willow TV series starring Warwick <laughs> Davis. <laughs> um, but apart from that, there is also the Kenobi announcement, which is the new Obi Wan Kenobi series with Ewan McGregor. Returning to the role of Darth Vader is Hayden Christensen, which is just incredibly exciting. I genuinely was not expecting that. Neither did I. I think that was a thing that was hinted or rumoured to be happening in um, The Rise of Skywalker, potentially. Yeah. Like people were saying it might happen then because of you know links to Rey or whatever, but this is finally happening that Hayden Christensen is going to come back as, as Vader in a, I think it's a four-part series with Ewan McGregor um, again. I thought six. But um, maybe it's six. I don't know. I feel I feel like it's filming in Jan. So it was March, so I feel like they might extend it slightly. I mean, if it's if you know the fans want it, I think they'll put, they'll happy to give it more kind of screen time. It's more money for them at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, um, but it, it, it's shorter than the Mandalorian for sure. I think they've they yes. said they've said that, but the episodes yeah. might be longer. I hope so. Six one hour long Kenobi. Oh versus wow, Vader yes, fights. that would be that would be glorious. <laughs> Well, it'll be other um, stuff, but yeah, that that would certainly be good. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, what are either ex- expecting from this Kenobi series, kind of in terms of story or era? Do you know when it's going to be that kind of thing, Chris? Um, well, well, have they have they said it's uh, either eight to ten years after Revenge of the Sith? Yes, uh, but Ewan, so. Ewan's not aged, so if they want to do flashbacks as well, I'm sure they could do <laughs> bits that happen just after. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. uh, well, there's all sorts of avenues they could go in, really, like training with Qui-Gon, because they hinted at that at the end of Revenge of the Sith, but whether they get Neeson Bring back. Bring back Liam Neeson! Yeah, whether, oh. they get, whether they get Neeson back, even if it's just a voice or whatever, because he, he, yeah. he obviously did a few Clone Wars apps. Um, whether it links to Rebels or um, in some capacity, because obviously he was in Rebels briefly, uh, mm-hmm. so whether they kind of do that in live action, him versus Maul again, I, I doubt it, but they, they could do. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. Like, I, I, I don't know if it'll take him off world or whether it's just going to be him tearing through bounty hunters and Tuscan Raiders, but I'd happily watch that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they've kind of hinted that he'll duel Vader, but I don't, you know, obviously, canon wise, I think that would be quite hard to do. But they've got to, if they're going to yeah. do it, there's got to be a, a way for it to work and not contradict what happens in A New Hope. Is my it big, was big worry. But I saw a, a video about it on, I think it was Twitter or TikTok potentially. Some Star Wars fan had said, "Oh, if you look back at the A New Hope uh, lightsaber fight between Kenobi and Vader, Vader says the line, you shouldn't have come back.' Mm. And people have always assumed that was because of you know their fight at the end of Revenge of the Sith, and it, that's the connection there. But then you could easily tie that into, oh, they had another another fight in between those two times. Well, you know? yeah, there's tw- twenty years. Anything could have happened. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. as long as it doesn't blatantly contradict that, I'm fine with it." Yeah, because well, Ewan and Kathleen Kennedy have hinted they're going to fight, so <laughs> <laughs> I'd be surprised if they didn't now. But yeah, they have to fight. I think that's what people want to see is well, they want to see those two squaring off again, because I think as much as you, you know, might not like the prequels, the lightsaber fight at the end of the Revenge of the Sith is yes. ranked as one of the best in the whole franchise. Very good. So. Um, Tom, are you excited for Kenobi TV show? I am. I just I, I've not a clue what to expect. Um, I say I've not I've not seen any of the animated shows, so I, I don't really know what Kenobi gets up to in between, you know, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. So I'm, mm. I'm excited to see what the what story they do tell. Yeah. Well, on the topic of animated series and stuff. Um, so obviously Dave Filoni. I'm getting all the segues today. All the segues. Um, <laughs> Smashing it. So, thank you. Dave Filoni, who has been, as far as I'm concerned, nailing Mandalorian this year. Um, he and John Favreau are teaming up again to bring us two new series in the Mandalorian era, which is an Ahsoka Tano TV series, 
and a Rangers of the New Republic TV series. And I think if I speak for many people when I say, as long as it's anything resembling the Mandalorian quality, I'm in. Yeah. Because yeah, what no. the Mandalorian is doing this year is just sensational. Chris, what were you going to say? I'm surprised it's those two and not a certain... Well, are we, how, am I allowed to do spoilers for The Mandalorian or... Um, and not it depends. Uh, a, um, another bounty hunter <laughs> show, shall I say, based on a certain uh, fella. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because he was uh, uh, heavily rumoured to get his own show. Um, mm. So I think perhaps that will happen as well. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I think they're both very ex- exciting properties. And... Um, they hinted that there'll be a big climactic um, storyline crossover between the three series, so I wonder whether that's going to be a film. Or whether no that will way. be an arching narrative between the shows. I would, if I was to bet on that, I would say it might be more akin to, let's say, like the Defenders in Marvel. Oh, that's, a good, like that's a good one, yeah. Kind of three separate TV series that come together for one super cool TV series. Yeah, um, it just seemed interesting that they're all going to clearly overlap and take place yeah. within within the same time period. Well, it's like I I think I'm I text you Tom when we met Ahsoka Tano, and I really wanted in the finale of this series to have like a shot of Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Timothy Oliphant, that guy that you mentioned, Chris. We won't try and mention because it's for those <laughs> reasons. Like all together as like kind of an Avengers team up. That would be class. And if yeah. this helps us get towards that goal, that'll be really cool. Yeah. Um, on top of that, there was so much, again, so much. The other TV shows we saw, we saw a little kind of trailer teaser thing for a Cassian Andor series, who was the character from Rogue One, who everyone loves. Um, <laughs> you had <laughs> you had a new, <laughs> a new trailer for Star Wars The Bad Batch, which um, it looked kind of like similar to... Clone Wars type animation, but the trailer was very cool. Like, really, really cool action in it. You had an announcement of a Lando Calrissian series with worryingly no Donald Glover announcement, but we're, I'm hoping that it's still Donald Glover. Um, you also had a series called The Acolyte, which seemed like a mystery, thriller, crime type thing. This thing called A Droid Story, which is a droid being mentored by C3PO and R2D2. And you had the aforementioned Willow, which is Warwick Davis coming back. Just, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's focus on the the big ones there. So I would say the big ones are Andor and Lando. Um, Not called the Landalorian for no reason. (laughs) Um, Did we need the Andor series? Uh, I'm actually one of the people that is kind of hyped for it. Yeah. Um, because Rogue One is such a, it's probably one of the most loved Disney Star Wars films, for good yeah. for good reason I'd say. And I know his character is not the best element of it, but this could help, much like the Loki show with Marvel. This could help build his character and um, it, perhaps enhance Rogue One in some ways, um, like the Clone yeah. Wars does for the prequels. Um, it's not just him. I feel like he'll be, it'll be him and the wider universe. Like Mon Mothma's going to be in it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we had. Uh, Senator Organa in it as well, and obviously K2SO, and uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I bet some of the other players from Rogue One and A New Hope will pop up in it as well. And I, it it will be a spy show, I guess. So I think I think I'm all for it. There's a lot of potential for it. Tom, same opinion or different? Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, it's it's not something I'd have put my money on before, but after you know watching watching the little scissor reel they released and um you know seeing what what they've been working on i think i think it could be very interesting what what story they tell um yeah this, this, there is a, the, the universe is massive um mm. you know the, and the characters that they could bring in and and again tie into everything the, the potential is massive but it's it's um yeah i'm i'm hoping they sort of introduce more new memorable memorable characters rather than relying on having um to keep visiting um you know the names we know from the films yeah. and i mean i think i think the mandalorians done really really well with that um in introducing these new in these new characters um but yeah it's it wasn't it wasn't really on my radar before but i think i think i'll definitely check it out when it, when it comes out yeah cuz i think i was i was a big fan i still am of rogue one um 
as a film and i think so if they can keep that kind of same vibe that might serve it quite well i'm just still not convinced like cassian as a kind of leading man i don't think he is the most interesting character considering he's just basically han solo han solo isn't he he's just that but slightly different um so we'll see how that goes um as well as that we were also given some film announcements as well um one of them was we didn't hear much about her itself, but we had a confirmation of there is going to be a Taika Waititi Star Wars film, and they've promised it. It's going to be they said it's going to be unique and different and whatever in only the ways that Taika can, which that already excites me because I think, like many people, anything Waititi does, I am signed up for without any hesitation. Absolutely, um, it's just you know he can make a film like Thor Ragnarok, and then he can make um, Jojo Rabbit. And it's just, and they're both as good as each other, so I think yeah, he's earned everyone's kind of kind of support in that on that front. And then the more exciting one, I thought, because of the video that was released with it, um, Patty Jenkins released a really really lovely announcement trailer type thing, where she was rollerblading on a airport runway, and she was talking about her father and how he was a fighter pilot, and he kind of died in service of his country and so she really wanted to create a kind of fighter pilot top gun style film but she now gets a chance to do that in the shit in the star wars universe with a film called rogue squadron which looks very exciting and it sounds very exciting as well um to- uh, chris were you excited by rogue squadron yeah um not again not what i was expecting i was expecting mm. maybe the rian johnson trilogy to get some kind of announcement if any mm. films were so obviously this is coming before that, and it's still sort of three years off, I think. But yeah, I mean, I've been recently playing Squadrons, the game, which is good. Um, and obviously yeah. Rogue Squadrons, the old series, has a lot of fans. And yeah. to be honest, the dogfights, they never take up that much of any of the films. Uh, mm-hmm. Rogue One probably has some of the longest. Um, whether or not a whole film of that would, would you know, be gripping, uh, I don't know. But if it's done well, and it expands that side of the universe, and I think, if I'm right, it's going to be set after Rise of Skywalker. Oh, is it? I think it said something about the future of the Star Wars universe, but whether that just means the future of the franchise in general or within the time setting. So obviously that's not confirmed. Um, Perhaps a chance for Wedge to be a leading part as well, if Dennis Lawson's up for coming back. Um, Mm -hmm. So that would be good as well. Yeah, I I think I'm all for it. I mean, Paddy Jenkins is an exciting director. Um, It's the first female-fronted Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. Not, I, I doubt it will be the first female-fronted project because obviously we've got Deborah Chow working on Kenobi, and um, we've got oh, name escapes me, but the creator of Russian Doll doing the Acolyte as well. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So both of those will probably come first, but yeah, it's exciting. Um, mm. There's all kinds of avenues they could take it, and it will be probably more a war film like Rogue One than yeah than some of the other films we've seen, which which is good for kind of d- diversifying the franchise further. I think you made a nice comparison there that in Rogue One. I think the dogfights in that was probably the best Star Wars air battles we've ever seen, or space battles, not air battles. Yeah, um, I'd say so. And I think if it can if it can mirror that kind of energy, that would be really cool. Um, Tom, excited about Rogue Squadron? Uh, yeah, I say I'm not I'm not really um, knowledgeable of of the background of it, but yeah, like you were saying, like if it was in a similar vein to to sort of Rogue One's fights, you can you can sign me up. <laughs> I mean, the, the the noises of the ship alone are what excite me. The noises of <laughs> blasters and the, the sound design of Star, Star Wars is probably one of my favourite aspects. But yeah, yeah. get me the, get me them ships and I'm in. <laughs> um, I'm gonna just quickly take a quick pause here because this episode is gonna is sponsored by our Patreon. Um, Patreon on jumpcutonline.co.uk. If you go to their website there, you will be able to see three potential tiers to help support us and our writers and our team of lovely people who work on everything Jump Cut, just to help it kind of keep ticking over and we can hopefully pay our writers more and more as we go forward. Um, So if you do subscribe to our highest tier, um, you get a free shout out on the podcast every single episode. So I would like to send a big shout out and thank you to Chris Wilson, Let There Be Light Productions, Zoe Baines, Daryl Griffiths, Sam Luck, Orla Smith, Peter Hodgkins, Andy Meakin, Fabiana Rosas, Hamish Calvert, and Martin Richmond. Thank you very much for your support, and on 
with the show. Um, so the last one to kind of really talk about was everything else Disney. Um, and I tried to kind of separate it into different sections, but really it all comes together. Um, but I think one of the most important things to address, first of all, was this announcement that Disney are going to add a new section called Star to Disney+. Plus. And according to this press release I found, it says that Star will launch in Europe and several other international markets on February 23rd, 2021, which is very soon, um, as a fully integrated part of Disney+, Plus, with a price increase up to $8.99 a month or £89 a year, um, which still for me makes it quite affordable relative to you know Netflix and Prime and stuff. And I think based on all this new content coming out for it, um, I think it probably will justify the cost of it. Um, but what Star means is that we're going to get a bit more... They kept calling it adult content, which I don't think is what they wanted to sound like. <laughs> yeah, no, don't send out the wrong, don't send out the wrong message there. <laughs> um, but I know that in what it means in kind of actuality is that they will have, for example, films like Die Hard, Alien now on disney plus in this star section ah. um which so it just makes it kind of a bit more kind of 15 15s and 18s it's more swearing more violence so it's a bit more kind of a, for the whole family including the parents not just the kids you know um so that's quite exciting moving forward i think for disney because they also announced things like an alien tv series mm-hmm. which from noah hawley i think it is um and that is very excited because he made Fargo and he made Lincoln yeah he's great he's, he's he's a really good TV kind of producer so hopefully that's um gonna be good going forward anyway um they announced a few things one of the major ones I think that most people had their eye on was a film called Raya and the Last Dragon um which is a new animated Disney original film and it's starring I forget her name um it's Rose Tico in um. Star Wars, what's her name? Uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Thank you very much. She's, I think she's Raya, isn't she? She is, yeah. Yeah, um, and she, her brand new film is going to be released in the cinema and on Disney Plus simultaneously in March next year via that premiere access thing they did Mulan on. Oh, exciting. <laughs> I mean, is it? <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean I, w- I watched the trailer for it and I did think it looked quite neat. I mean, the... the um issue with it is that that sort of film i think it is going to go um cinemas and disney plus at the same time isn't it exactly yeah yeah so um it looks cool i, d- I didn't really know anything about it um and the trailer didn't really give much away that's kind of how to train your dragon vibes mm-hmm. but i think it looks interesting it does but i think my concern we had that kind of chat last episode about the whole hbo max situation. yes yeah this kind of simultaneous launch of films is for me a bit concerning that Disney are following the same path as Warner, I think, moving forward, where they're going to release these films at the same time. Whether that happens for things like Black Widow, I don't know. Um, But it does... My alarm bells are starting to ring a bit more than they did last week, for example. Um, Tom, any thoughts on that whole situation with Premier Access and stuff? Um, My first thought was, I wonder if they learned anything from Mulan um, Mm. and the pricing of it. Yeah. Um... Because obviously, when it was revealed, like was it twenty pound? Um, twenty quid, yeah. On Disney Plus in the UK, um, for Mulan, and there was a whole conversation for weeks about whether it was worth it, and you know, it was worth it for families and not living on your own, and you know, there's all you know pros and cons to it. Um, yeah. So, I, what I'm most interested in seeing is whether they change their strategy for that and what price they they. Mm. put Raya up for um, because obviously the option is there to go to the cinema as well um, Yeah. so it'll be interesting to see yeah to see their approach to that because I think as far as I'm aware from what I've read the Mulan release did not make as much money as I think they wanted it to um, you know obviously 20 quid a pop but it didn't really make money back on their kind of investment towards it in terms of box office numbers so i wouldn't be surprised if it does kind of lower the price a bit to maybe kind of i would say less than 15 at least um because i think 20 quid is just asking a bit too much considering you can go to the cinema for a much better experience of watching a film um 
but maybe that's just me. Um, but then they also announced lots of different films. So they've got a few that are going to go straight to Disney Plus, I believe. Um, so you've got things such as Hocus Pocus Two, which I was excited about. You've got a Three Men and the a Three Men and the Baby reboot starring Zac Efron. I don't think he's the baby, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> a Cheer by the Dozen reboot. There's going to be a new Sister Act. Uh, there's going to be a Chip and Dale film starring John Mulaney, Andy Samberg, and Seth Rogen, which sounds hilarious. Um, and you've also got Pinocchio, which ugh, I think the world has seen enough Pinocchio for a lifetime, I think. <laughs> um, and then most excitingly for me personally was the announcement of Enchanted 2 called Disenchanted, which is a very underrated and much beloved uh, Disney film starring Amy Adams. And I can't wait for that to come out. Um, so yeah, there were loads of diggy things to kind of take in. Um, Chris, does anything stick out or something to look forward to? Uh, well, in terms of the T- TV side of things, I think was mm. interesting for that because we're getting a Big Hero 6 series and we're getting yes, a we Zootropolis or Zootopia series as well. Yep. I'm, I'm kind of frustrated neither of those are getting film sequels um, because I think those are possibly their two best animated films of the last decade. In, in the mix, certainly. They're both fantastic. What, more than like Frozen? <sighs> I mean, uh, well, Big Hero 6 and Zootropolis are both fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I think they they probably deserve film sequels. Whether we'll get film sequels as well, or whether this is in, instead of, um, it's exciting that that those are getting series, um, mm-hmm. and that was surprising. Um, yes, there's a lot. I mean, um, the live action stuff's interesting as well. Sister Act, Sister Act's a good yeah. one. Yeah, um, excited for well, that. I've never seen Sister Act at all. I've seen no. the first one. I haven't seen the second one. Um, heard the second one's not great, but. Whoopi's just great, so yeah, she's I'll, back I'll, for the this yeah, I'll, I'll sequel watch it. reboot, whatever. Um, yeah. I'll yeah, probably watch just the other two first. A lot of stuff to uh, to digest, really. I'm sure I haven't there even. Is. There's, I'm sure there's some stuff we haven't even mentioned as well. Yeah, there's there's more later I'll bring up as well. Oh, okay, um, but it's good that you mentioned Zootopia actually, because I think I agree that I'm disappointed there isn't a, a sequel because the film is really good. However, I do think having that kind of like a cartoon police procedural is an easy way to make a TV series out of because you could just make it of a case of the week type show, couldn't you? With yeah. Just funny animals and, you know. And it doesn't cool just animation. have to be about those two cops either. They could um No. They could have it focus more on the, the rest of the police department yeah, rather than do... rather than Judy and Nick. Yeah, you could do the fire department, you could do <laughs> hospital for a week, have an episode of ER in Zootopia. The world is their oyster. Yeah, I hope Thank they get you. all the um cast back. Because J- Jason Bateman and yes. Idris, Idris Elba in particular were were great yeah. fun in were great fun in that. Yeah, I agree. Um, Tom, anything stick out for you from the films that they announced? Um, I think definitely uh, Disenchanted. Yeah. Um, I think I think this could be you know this is this is what Amy Adams is going to get her Oscar for now. This is it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, Imagine the, the, the first film is is just it's just great fun. And it is. It is. I've not seen it for quite a while actually, but. Um, I remember when um, I did first watch it, I did watch it quite a lot on repeat with my brother. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was probably my first proper introduction to to Amy Adams. But um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, and Hocus Pocus 2, I'm glad that that's finally been like officially confirmed because that mm-hmm. rumor has been going around for years. For years. Yeah. Um, so it's it's good to get confirmation and that, and that everyone else is going to have a new a new Halloween film to talk about every year. Mm. I do wonder if they're going to bring back, you know, the main three, or are they going to try and kind of have these are three new witches? Are they going to bring back Sarah Jessica Parker and stuff? I just I'm curious to see. I'd imagine they'd probably have some sort of cameo if they're not going to be mm. the the main focus of it. But yeah, I think I think they'll probably have a cameo. Um, yeah. I think the I think Disney though, there's there's an audience to bring in if they say they're going to be in it. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think. And you're probably going to come on to this, but I think my main one from from the Disney side of stuff there um, was Lightyear was mm-hmm. one that I was really excited for. Yeah, um, that was on my next bit. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll yeah. wait until you get to the next bit. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll hold that. We can talk right now. Um, so yeah, Lightyear is bizarre. So <laughs> <laughs> that when that was announced, people did not ha- know how to react to it. I think because obviously Buzz Lightyear is so iconically performed by tim allen and obviously you can think what you want at tim allen these days he's better left behind um <laughs> but now chris evans is going to play the famous buzz lightyear but it's not the story of the toy 
It's a story of the bloke who inspired the toy, which I'm really, really <laughs> confused about. Is it just oh. a Buzz Aldrin origin like film? Wait, <laughs> the first man vibes from the poster. I'm yeah, excited. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I think I saw Chris Evans' tweet about it, and he was like, "I have got no words for this." And it just seems like he said, "That sounds insane. I'm in. Doesn't matter what the story is. I'm just going to do this." And I mean, it's Pixar. I trust them. But oh man, it's just that's what that was the weirdest announcement of the night. I think by a firm, you know, comfortable distance it was just. But then so I sat there and I thought, "Why?" I'm surprised they haven't done this before. I'm surprised, mm. quite surprised that it's not something they thought about doing before. Well, they had the old TV show, didn't they? The Buzz Lightyear of Star Command one. They did. Which I guess this could be a version on, on that, I suppose. Um, but, well, but it sounds like it's a prequel to that in a way as well, because it's before he hmm. was even in Star Command. Because, like, is this going to be like, like, is it going to be a first man contemplative, I've got to go to space, leave my family behind? Or is it going to be silliness in space, fighting Zor- Zerg and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> It's, like, is Zerg, like, <laughs> is Zerg going to be a thing? Like, <laughs> it's just, there's a lot to consider. Like, in my head, a, a sweet Buzz Lightyear film would be like the game that Rex plays in Toy Story 2. Like, yes, that, that introduction is amazing. I love that. I love that section. Um, and I think that would be a really fun type of film for Buzz to go under. But if it's the, based on the bloke who inspired it... I just I have more questions than answers about what this film is going to be, um, <laughs> but I mean yeah, like I think that was one of the most fun, absurd ones that we could kind of dive into. Um, and then the other one they announced was a bit more kind of low key, but there was another Pixar film coming out in twenty twenty two called Turning Red, um, which we only saw the poster for it, um, but it says that in Turning Red fans will meet May. She experiences the awkwardness of being a teenager with an added twist. When she gets too excited, she transforms into a giant red panda. So... (laughs) Um, Should we be worried about Pixar at this point in their careers, or are they still all good? (laughs) Well, this year's been a good year for them. Yeah. Um, Based on the early reviews of Soul, I know you've seen Soul. Uh, And also on... Tom has as well now. Onward um, has mostly good reviews. Um, I just think yeah. that their announcements are kind of exciting because they're not doing sequels or prequels. I know Lightyear is kind of something like that, but it's not. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, obviously their sequels have been somewhat more misses than hits, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good they're doing original content. I think Lucas sounds interesting. More so than yeah, tur- Lucas sounded really good. More so than Turning Red, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sounds like they're moving their sequels and prequels to, to TV. Because mm. we're getting a Cars TV show, which no one wanted. I, I didn't mention that on Merch. purpose. So. Merch. And also um, <laughs> Up, an Up TV show about Doug. This what? I missed that. Yeah, that's that's, that's one what? I missed as well. There's a TV show that? about Doug in suburbia after the events oh. of Up. So I assume oh it would God. have Russell and um, Carl as well, and the other dogs. Surely that's going to be a, like a short, like a TV show rather than... Well, the way they announced it sounds like a full TV show, but I'm hoping oh. it's a short rather than a series because yeah. that, that would outstay its welcome quite quickly, I feel. And then yeah. there's um, Monsters at Work, which they didn't really talk about, but is, I think, I assume that's still happening. Monsters, Inc. Well, it's the Monsters, Inc. follow-up TV show, um, but it's not really. It's like Mike and Sally are in it, but it's about the wider monster world, I think. I could, I could very easily see... A Monsters Inc. TV series in the same style of like The Office. Oh, that'd be fun! Yeah, <laughs> that'd be brilliant. I can but imagine that... Mike was Mike Wazowski as Michael Scott very easily. <laughs> but that will work because it's not going to be just about those two. It's kind of expanding no. the universe. So I think that I'm more excited for than Doug. <laughs> yeah, and I think there was one that I that did pick me up a bit was there was a TV series. I think it's Pixar's first ever animated series. I think it comes out next year. And it's called Win or Lose. And it's oh, about... is that the baseball one? Yeah, it's a baseball team. It's in the week of the championship game or something. And every episode, it follows a different player of the team before the, the build-up to the final, which is quite a nice idea, I think. And it's kind of showing all the different kind of how they live and all that kind of stuff. So that sounds unique and quite fun. Um, hmm. I think that's it. Did, anything, did I miss anything that major from the Disney or Marvel or Star Wars that we've not covered in this episode? 
Um, Either of you? Well, I feel it was inevitable we would miss somebody just because there's so much. I don't think, I don't think we but did. But I think you've covered pretty much everything major. I think all the highlights are there, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And I did say that I would keep it to 15 minutes per section, and that's what I've done. So done incredibly well, yeah. I, cheers. I think that was it as far as a whistle-stop tour goes um, for the Disney Investor Day. Which is very depressing that we all got excited for the day about the stock market, basically. Isn't it? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is what Disney has set up for us for the next at least three or four years. I imagine it will go on a bit longer with the amount of stuff there. Um, if you had to kind of pick of those three, Marvel, Star Wars, or General Disney, which section of them had you most excited, Chris? Oof, oof. <laughs> um... I feel, I feel like, as we said earlier, Marvel was more of a known entity. The Star yeah. Wars announcements, and to an extent, the Disney and Pixar ones, took me more by surprise. I'm going to say Star Wars. Fair enough. Tom? Um, I think it's Marvel for me. Just just the, the line-up that's, you know, the, the potential that the, the films and the shows all have now. Um, it's just incredibly exciting. Um, so, yeah, I think that definitely hands down Marvel for me. That's fair enough. I think I would probably go Marvel as well. Hmm. Just judging on my reaction to the announcements was much more visceral for Marvel than it was the other two. Especially kind of Lightyear was pure confusion, I think. (laughs) 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 Um, My last kind of thought to ask you guys is what does this mean moving forward for kind of cinema in general? Is everything Disney now? Um... And is it too much? Well, the whole Fox Searchlight thing mm-hmm. is interesting. Just having had a quick look at the Fox and Searchlight's catalogue. So obviously mm-hmm. that links to the star point you mentioned. But stuff yeah. like the French Dispatch, do they own the distribution rights to that? So will we see that on Disney Plus? Oh god, I didn't think about I that. Think, um, I think that was that was one thing that, that worried me. Um was so, that they, they mentioned that the this Fox Searchlight and and stuff would was it going to Hulu or was it it was going on to oh, yeah. um that they would go yeah. on there first. Um obviously things like Palm Springs and American Pickle that were released this year on Hulu. Mm. You know, it, the release in the UK. Well we've not had Palm Springs yet. <laughs> so no. we don't even know when that's gonna happen. Um and American Pickle it was a few it's only been out a couple of months, I think. I saw American Pickle. And it was not worth the visit, so no. you can't, you didn't miss it. <laughs> but yeah, French Dispatch is, is one I'd I'd love to see in a cinema. You know, mm. um, yeah, it's, it's it's frustrating. I think Disney does own so many um, parts of the franchise machines, except yeah, DC, except DC really, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess they own things like Alien as well. I don't know where Terminator sits, um, but yeah, Alien and Star Wars and Marvel and Pixar and their own brand stuff. That's a lot. I just I I am worried that going forward, the only kind of major franchises we're gonna have are gonna be Disney, DC, Jurassic World, and John like Wick. Transformers. John Wick. Or John Wick, I guess. But then, <laughs> isn't is John? Well, is the Matrix? Is that Fox? Oh, I That's think that Warner is Brothers, actually. I think is that, that Warner Brothers? Uh... I can't remember. I think it's Warner Brothers actually. I think it's Warner Brothers. Yeah. 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 Possibly. Uh, but yeah, you, it, you're not wrong. I think that they, it, they they own so much, and I wouldn't be surprised if they put in more acquisitions in the future as well. Yeah, if they tried to buy Sony or Universal. Oh man, it's it's just for various reasons. It's a very concerning time to be kind of. A I'm hoping fan. it's short term, as as you mentioned yeah. last week. I think the Hulu um, Warner's deal is a year. So yeah. if cinema going picks up, Disney might want to rethink um, sending stuff straight to Disney Plus. We can uh, only hope. And, and here's hoping. Uh, people people go back to cinema. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, know. But, um, you know, there's there's got to be a place for both. I know. But then I say all this when I know for a fact that come February, I'm going to be, you know, re-upgrading my Disney Plus account to get all the good Disney goodness for the next year of my life. And it's going to be like that for the rest of my entire life, I think. I'm never going to turn <laughs> Disney Plus off. Well, one thing so... is there's a lot more... Um, to uh, hooks in subscribers next year than yes. there was for this year. This year it was literally I know obviously they would have had more this year mm-hmm. um, Mandalorian was it this year but they did well yeah. to get for the UK for us to get two series of it this year. Yeah. But next year, sky's the limit. 
yeah to infinity beyond as uh <laughs> someone would say um yeah next year is going to be fascinating on disney plus and i think it all starts in like a month's time in about yeah four weeks yeah one division which is going to be quite the event um but i think i'll leave it there because that is a lot of information to take in and there's so much to cover there's even more like we said that we've not even mentioned um but yeah if you want to look at um what happened there you can watch the actual full stream of it on the disney website you can look at the twitter feed there was a disney did a whole feed about it or you can just read any article look google anything and you'll find out any more information about it there was just loads to find out and i'm sure there's things that you will be more excited about that we did, maybe didn't even mention um but yeah hopefully that did kind of make things a bit more passable for you to kind of take in from the disney announcements on thursday i enjoyed that chat hopefully you did too um thank you very much to chris for joining me chris where can we find you on the internet you can find me at uh chris connor 96 on twitter where i kind of um talk all things film tv and music and um probably will be sharing stuff about this some more as well Mm -hmm. and thank you as well to tom where can we find you on the internet tom thank you for having me uh as always, just on CyberChef on Twitter, um, where it'll just be WandaVision content now until January. <laughs> but everything is WandaVision and nothing else matters. That's it. Uh, <laughs> thank you both for joining me. Thank you for listening. And I will see you next time. Farewell. Farewell.